Well, we continue, as I said, on our walk through um, the Gospel of John and the signs. Remember, John calls them seven signs, not seven miracles. Um, I think that line between sign and miracle is a little blurry, and so I might uh, say sign sometimes and miracle others, because I think that, that we, we embrace those scriptures in different ways. And the idea of a miracle might appeal to some and sign might appeal to others. Hear these words from John 6. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea and got into the boat and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the land toward which they were going. May God give us an understanding of these words this day. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. You know, I've, I've preached about Jesus walking on the water many times. In my career as a pastor, I, I've preached about it. But, you know, I always gravitate toward that story in Matthew about Jesus walking on the water, you know, rescue, and guess who else walks on the water? My favorite character, Peter. And so I often preach about Peter walking on the water, and, you know, I don't always, no, I always preach that Peter is the courageous one, that Peter hasn't failed. He stepped out of the boat. That is probably my favorite sermon to teach and to preach. And sometime I'll share that sermon with you because what I found through the years as I live and grow and grow deeper into scripture, my understanding of that story grows as well. One of the books that I, I enjoy is um, from John Ortberg. If you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. And so sometime we'll look at that that book and we'll explore that story. But this is not that story. This is not the story of disciples seeing something they can't make out and Jesus saying, it's me. It's not that story of Peter said, if it's you, call me, I'll come to you. It's not that story. Sometimes Jesus calls us to step out of the boat. But this is not the story of Jesus calling us to step out of the boat. This is also not the story of Jesus sleeping in the boat, and there's a storm, and the disciples are afraid, and they wake Jesus up, and he calms the storm. See, sometimes Jesus calms the storm, but this is not that story. This is not the story 
of fishermen finishing cleaning their nets after they've been out fishing in a boat and Jesus calls them to leave their boat behind. Sometimes Jesus calls us to leave everything behind. But this is not that story. It's not the story of Jesus calling us to leave our boat. Sometimes when we, when we study the Bible, we try to kind of fit all the pieces, the differences between the Gospels, fit them together. And um, we want everything to kind of look nice and neat. But this is one of those stories that is actually um, not in the Gospel of Luke. Matthew and Mark, yes, but not in the Gospel of Luke. And so... Um, this is a little different. If you notice verse 16 to 21, it's pretty brief. But there's a lot packed in that. So one of the things when I look at the, the stories in the Gospel of John, I try to figure out exactly what John is talking about. What is John's purpose in telling this story? Why is this story where it is in the Gospel? Because I think that sometimes John has a purpose in where he puts stories. And often they're different than some of the other Gospels. This is no exception. So here's what I came up with. This is the story of Jesus coming at a rough time in a miraculous way and coming up alongside them, joining them, and getting them through the rough time. There's a storm. There's a Jesus that they don't quite recognize. He joins them. The storm ends, and they get to where they were going. So you, you see kind of how that goes. So let's take a few minutes, and we're going to dig into that story, albeit that it is a short story. But there's so much in there. So the first thing I want to talk about is this storm. I found a picture of the Sea of Galilee and a storm there. And I wanted to, to have that as part of our worship center. But, it, but there's different kinds of storms that we are aware of. And I've been appreciative of storms. When I was living in La Grande, winter was crazy. And there were times when the wind would whip through um, the ground and the furnace vents on top of my apartment would rattle so loud they would wake me up. There were other times when the storms would come through and you couldn't get anywhere. Snow would be piled everywhere because it blew and drifted. There were times when I got stuck in Pendleton going to Legrand because the road was closed and stuck in Legrand because the road was closed and couldn't make it home. There were all these kinds of storms. In fact, we were talking this morning that a year ago today, we had quite a snowstorm here in the Portland area. I think I got stuck in Legrand at least two to three weeks in that time. So there's something to think about. We also hear things about devastating flooding and all other things. Those kinds of storms are, are real and part of our life. I have one story about a storm that, that I hope that you can relate to. How many of you know where the Astoria Bridge is? 
How many of you have crossed it? How many of you have crossed it in a windstorm? Several years ago, my husband's aunt, Janet, um, lived on the peninsula, and we had gone for a visit, and I don't remember why David went ahead to Hillsboro, and the kids and I stayed at Aunt Janet and Uncle Harry's, and, but we did, and the idea, maybe there was something the kids wanted to do with them, I'm not, I don't remember, but the storm came in, and I had to stay an extra night because the, the bridge was closed. So the next morning I get up, the sun is sort of shining. You know, it doesn't shine a lot there, but it sort of shines. And so we got up there and to the bridge and it looked okay. And so I'm going across the bridge. I have a semi truck in front of me and another big SUV behind. And I'm in my little minivan with my four young children. And we get on the bridge and you know, you don't turn around on that bridge. We get on that bridge, you know, the part that's close to the water. You know what I'm talking about? And the wind picked up. And it's splashing the water over the road. This mama was so scared. But not as scared as a few minutes later when the wind knocked the sides, the canvas sides off that semi-truck in front of me. And I was so afraid. And so when I'm thinking about this story, oh, by the way, we got through, okay. And I got home, and my boys thought it was an adventure. Sarah was with me. She was kind of scared. The boys thought it was great. So when I'm looking at this story about a storm coming up on the sea, although I'm not in a boat, I am on a bridge, and the wind is horrible. And so I'm thinking that a little bit of what I felt at that point, I had a, a van that was pretty steady on the bridge, but these people are in a boat and it's swinging them back and forth and all around. And, and I'm sure that they were afraid, more afraid than I was. But I would venture to say that some, store, some storms in our lives have nothing to do with the weather. See if you agree with me. Maybe it's a storm in your life or a storm in mine. It might be a storm caused by stress, loss, grief, pain, confusion, despair, uncertainty in what the future will bring, uncertainty over finances, fear sometimes in those places in our lives can take our breath away. And we don't know what to do next. Can you relate? Is there a storm that you've gone through that has felt so huge that you didn't know how you'd get to the other side. The, the kind of the nature of these kinds of storms, someone might call them trials, but I think that that's kind of a wimpy word for 
the ways in which our lives are totally and completely disrupted. But say that they're trials. They come up unexpectedly. It's not anything you can predict that will happen. The Sea of Galilee was one of those places where storms could come up unexpectedly. They would be sudden and no one could see them coming. Think of kind of a bowl-shaped sea surrounded by mountains. Think about wind picking up in that area and whipping through that bowl and past those mountains. And so it could be a clear day in one time and a storm a little later. Because here's what I think. I think that if the storm had been there, when the disciples were ready to leave Jesus, they wouldn't have went. These were people who understood boats. They were people that understood storms. They were people that understood the unpredictability of being on the sea. They were experienced sailors. They lived and worked around the sea. So that word suddenly fits this situation. And the same is true in our lives. We can't always see the storms coming. We can't. I wish we could. You know, I was looking at my... You know how Facebook has their memories that come up each time, and you can look at them. And I looked at those memories just this morning, and it was talking about um, that storm that was in uh, La Grande that time. But there was nothing that would lead me to believe that we were going into two years of pandemic. We had heard about COVID over there, in that place, far away. We had no idea what was coming in a little over a month. That was unexpected. And as I looked at those memories, I remembered how scary those early months were, how stormy it all seemed. And like regular storms out in the, the, the nature, storms can frustrate us. They can make us stick to one place. They can disrupt our plans. The disciples were counting on the ship and on their abilities to get them across the sea. They had done this many times, but the ship was tossed about like a cork on the sea. The winds that usually carried them along now are contrary and intensified their predicament. Remember that these were strong, experienced fishermen, and they were toiling and rowing, but they were not going anywhere. Do you think it might have been frustrating for them as well as scary? The disciples thought that they were alone in the midst of the storm. You know, I often wonder what they were thinking when things are happening to them. Um, 
But I can relate to that idea of thinking that we're alone because sometimes when I'm going through the storms in my life, I get the idea that I am alone. Do you get the idea sometimes that in your struggles you are alone as well? Yeah. But here, here, they look up, they see something in the midst of the storm. Matthew and Mark say that Jesus showed up around the fourth hour of the night, which is between three and six, kind of the darkest hour. You know, it's always dark before dawn. The disciples had exhausted all their resources and the storm continued to rage. They simply couldn't make it alone. And I would say that in our storms of life, we can't make it alone either. So Jesus came to them also to comfort them. When they were afraid, what did Jesus say? It is I. Do not be afraid. So he came in the midst of the storm. He shows that he is present and with them. Now note that the storm is still raging. Often we think that when Jesus shows up, that the storm will go away. You know, we sing the song, peace, be still, peace, be still. And we think that just Jesus showing up is enough. But there's one other thing that happens in this story that tells me that we have some responsibility in that action as well. You see, Jesus' presence is never forced. In verse 21, says they wanted to take him into the boat. Some translations say they received him into the boat. They were afraid. They saw Jesus. They acknowledged Jesus. And then they invited him into the boat. And a fascinating kind of side note in this whole story is the Greek word for taking and receiving in this passage here has a root has the same root as in John 1 where it talks about how the people did not accept and receive him and then it reads this but to all who received him this is verse 12 who believed in his name he gave the power to become children of God that to all who received is the same root word as they received him or took him into the boat boat they invited him into the boat and so in this story it's acting out a very basic idea that Jesus comes alongside us that Jesus is with us and then we need to do something because we know that God will not force God's self on us there has to be an invitation and so when the disciples received Jesus into the boat, we are told something, and that is that the storm stopped. Not before Jesus stepped into the boat, but after. After they invited Jesus into 
their storm. Matthew and Mark tell us that as soon as Jesus stepped um, into the ship, the storm stopped, and that happens here too. Only John tells that immediately the ship was at land. The last time we had kind of a fix on, on the place where the ship was, it was in the midst of the storm three or four miles away, but as soon as Jesus stepped into the boat, the storm stopped and they were at land. Isn't that fascinating? Think about that. They could have struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and never got there, but when they invited help in, they got there. I love that not only was Jesus there for them, he walked through the storm to get to them, he comforted them and to help and help them get to where they needed to be. So often in the midst of our personal storms, we are lost. We get lost. The grief is too large. The worry is too big. The fear is too overwhelming. And when we're in that place, we cannot see that we are not alone. We cannot see that God provides often we cannot see that we're in this together. You know, I'm reminded of that story, and I may have used it here before. It's one I think of often, of the, the man who was warned of a flood coming, and the waters were rising, and so he, he prayed to God, God, save me, and the waters got up so high, and a, a raft came by, and he said, no, 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 that God will save me. You know that story? And then the waters get a little bit higher and he crawls a little bit higher and along comes a boat. And he says, no, 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 I prayed to God and God will save me. You, you've got it. So then he gets to the roof and along comes a helicopter and he says, no, I prayed to God, God will save me. And so the man drowns. And he gets to heaven and he asks the question, hey, God, why didn't you save me? And God said, what more do you want? I sent a raft. I sent a boat and I sent a helicopter. I can do no more. Sometimes we don't see the provision that God has for us because we have a specific idea on what that help should look like. When we see Jesus coming, we don't recognize him. We don't recognize the Christ. The disciples were afraid. They did not recognize this help that was sent. In the midst of the storm, however, they received Jesus into their boats. In the end, the storm abated, and they were where they were supposed to be. You know, that sounds like a miracle to me. For the disciples and for us, it is important that we remember that the storm is not all there is. 
Help is available as long as we open ourselves to it. As long as we receive it and take it into our lives. I love that Jesus walks on the water to his disciples. But at the same time, I'm reminded that Jesus in other people can be the very thing that we need to get through our storm. That the way that people reach out to us, the way that they pray for us, is exactly what we need, even if we don't comprehend it. So someday we'll talk about Peter getting out of the boat. There is great wisdom in that story. And I love that story. But today's sermon, today's story has been about courage, hope, and it's been about God's presence in our lives and in our storms. For today, we will remember that we are not alone. We will remember that Christ walks alongside us, calms our storm, and takes us where we need to go. God, may we be aware of your presence and your peace in the midst of the storms that we encounter in our lives today, tomorrow, and in the future. Amen.